take your balloons to the next level as we delve deeper into what truly makes a professional balloon artist with your host, Zivi Kivi. Now, welcome to the Balloon Artist Podcast. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Season 6, Chapter 12. And in this season, we, ch- we investigate all sorts of stories of us, of balloon people, and what are the other sides that they have in their lives that really affect the way that they see balloons. Sometimes they just look at the balloons and they feel certain emotions and they do certain things with them because of that special other side. And today's topic is juggling, and not just juggling balls, but actually juggling the many hats that uh, some of us have as, f- as, as people that raise families, as moms. And we're going to actually hear two different interviews. We're going to start with Avital Schechter, and she raises four kids um, in Israel together with Nir Schechter. Avital and, Avital and Nir Schechter are featured in one of our courses in Balloon Artist College, and they are an adorable uh, couple, an adorable parent, and really talented balloon artists. Let's start with the interview with Avital Schechter. Hello, 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 Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Today I am interviewing Avital Schechter. Avital Schechter from Israel is a part of the power couple Avital and Nir Schechter, also known on YouTube as the Schechters. And Avital has been teaching in uh, WBC. She's been winning awards in international balloon conventions and her designs together with Nir Schechter are just an eye candy. And lately you've also released a course here in Balloon Artist College. So it's, I'm really excited on interviewing you, Avital, to the show. Hello, how are you, Avital? I'm great. Thank you for hosting me. I'm very excited to be part of your amazing podcast. Thank you so much. So the first of all, uh, I want to ask you about you know, your other side. And that is all about how you are actually not just a balloon artist, you're also a juggler. And when I say a juggler, I think some of you in the audience already know I'm not talking about juggling balls. I'm talking about juggling life. And you have so many things that you juggle in your life. So I want to ask you, um, you know, quite honestly, uh, tell me about what are those things that you juggle in your life and in your business? Okay, so juggling is my life. Uh, since we have four kids and we manage our business from our second floor gallery at home, we must do the juggling every day. Our gallery includes an office, a photography studio, and also our balloons and equipment. And it is very comfortable to manage our business from our home, but it is also very challenging, especially lately with our uh, one-year-old baby that is still at home with us. Um, Nir and I worked together as a couple over 10 years that's why we know perfectly well what are the roles of each one of us in our business and also in our life. So we try to do our best to succeed in both uh, places by doing what we do best. People always tell me that it must be very hard to work with your husband. And I really don't understand why they tell me. Uh, and I really don't understand why they say it. The opposite is the truth. It is very comfortable to work with your mate because you both have the same goals and probably also good chemistry and harmony between you two. Uh, it is also so fun to talk in professional balloon terms in public while everyone look at you and don't understand a word. So working together helps with the juggling. But when you have four kids around and a busy business, it might be too hard sometimes. Uh, if I compare myself to the 20-year-old mom and balloon artist that I was 10 years ago, today I'm totally a pro in juggling. I can feed my baby in one hand and send an email to a client in the other hand. Easy. Wow, uh, this is something that I I just take my hat off because I I have three kids of my own and I know you know how to how to work with that. But uh, not only you have four kids and one of them is a baby, but you guys are also very busy and you decorate events and and your husband near also uh, entertain in some of these events. So, and I know how busy you are. And that is while you live in, in a relatively rural place where you need to drive a lot to get to your customers. And, and this just proves how, how high quality you are and how well you work together. 
So I want to learn more about the story of how you got into Nir's business, because I know originally it was Nir who was uh, a balloon artist, and, yeah, and you basically joined the team or, or made the team, I might say, uh, from knowing what you do these days with your ability to design, um, uh, which is awesome. So how did you get into the business, and where did you, when was the moment you, that you actually considered yourself a balloon artist? Okay, that's a good question. Uh, I'm accidentally a balloon artist. That was not my plan at all. Um, I was accepted to a very prestigious, uh, prestigious uh, architecture academy, but since I got married very young, at the age of 18, I put aside this dream and focused on building our family. Uh, when we got married, near already, when we got married, near already had a successful balloon business, one of the first balloon businesses in Israel. At first, I was very afraid from customers. Since I'm a very perfectionist and control freak person, I was really afraid that I might say the wrong thing, create a very bad design or make a mistake with pricing. So officially, I wasn't part of the business, but in reality, I annoyed near all the time. I had so many comments and criticism about everything. I told him that he must have a logo and must sell this way, not that way, change the marketing and make some changes in his balloon show. I was... Um, I was intolerable. Uh, add to that two babies at home, a newborn and a one-year-old baby, and I'm su- surprised that we are still married. <laughs> at that point, Nir offered me a deal. Join the business or shut up. <laughs> uh, that's when I joined the business. I gradually took more and more missions from Nir. I was in charge of the branding and marketing. I sent emails to clients. I did the SEO to our website. I did the bookkeeping. I was in charge for, for the balloon supplies and also uh, joined near to the balloon conventions. I did so many things, but through all, of the t- uh, through all of this time, approximately five years, I didn't even touch a balloon. Uh, although, I have an, uh, although I had an artistic side as a painter and fashion designer, I somehow avoided working with balloons. Uh, maybe there was a perfectionist in me or maybe because Neil was just too talented and I'm a very uh, competitive person. Uh, I'm not sure. But throughout those years, I gained more and more information by watching uh, Neil's work, by joining conventions and by reading balloon magazines. I remind you that back on those days, there wasn't uh, social media, which is now a very powerful tool to every business. Uh, as the years passed, uh, passed by, I started to help Nir with the balloons. I encouraged him to take his CBA exam and to become more and more professional. Uh, on the last few, few years, I finally left the backstage and implemented all of my knowledge and skills in our balloon business. Uh, I'm not afraid of clients anymore. <laughs> I'm not afraid of making an unperfect design. Maybe I won't post it in Facebook, but today I know that it is uh, impossible to have a perfect result all the time. Uh, I just need to deal with it. I must say that I'm very thankful to Nir for his patience, love, and support through all of this uh, time. Wow, you do so much. It sounds like you already do more than what one, one balloon artist does in the company, and you do, you do it very successfully. I remember uh, watching your website and watching your Facebook page when I was just becoming a, a full-timer, and those, uh, the, the Facebook page was, was just full of amazing designs. You got a lot of, of people to like your page as well, and that was on the on the days where Facebook pages were very efficient for marketing. These days, it's a little bit harder or more expensive. But uh, you managed to, to harvest so many likes even before that. And I think that you guys work so, so efficiently in total. Um, one of the reasons for that, I think, is that you are a perfectionist, but you manage to somehow overcome that when you're working together. And yet... I know you from working together with you in the preparation of launching the newborn party's balloon decor course, and your perfectionism affects everything around you. It actually uh, makes everything better. It makes everything pretty, but it's also, you know, time-consuming or, or it may be even uh, demanding um, emotionally. So I want to ask you uh, in a very open way, like how do your customers respond to your perfectionism? Okay, that is a good question. Uh, as a perfectionist, you're sentenced to a hard work life. You are never satisfied and you can see the flaws in everything. 
However, being a perfectionist means uh, also doing your very best and getting amazing results. So the hard work eventually pays off. If you would ask a customer what are the differences between a fine design to an outstanding design, they wouldn't know how to point at specific things and they wouldn't also talk in terms of harmony, proportions or scales. Most of our clients don't know how perfectionist I am, but they appreciate our designs and creations. And at bottom line, and that is what's important. They can see the differences between our designs to regular balloon designs, and that is why they're willing to pay extra money to get perfect results. I wouldn't lie, there are customers that don't understand why I'm wasting so much time on details. But as I said, God cares about the little things. Uh, but what about Nir, uh, you know, as, a, as your husband and as the person that actually, you know, created the business originally, now it's a family business and it's owned by both of you and it's operated by both of you. But originally it was his baby in a way. So how does your perfectionism affect Nir, you know, while he's working with you? Okay, so even though Nir is a master of his balloons, he's very competitive and creative, yet he sometimes don't understand why I'm wasting so much time on small stupid things. Um, we have an agreement that whenever Nir designs an event by himself, he's not allowed to come home without sending me pictures uh, of the final results and getting my approval. Most of the time, I have many comments like fixing small details and changing the lighting. Um, when I'm finally satisfied with the design, Nir knows that he must send me at least 40 to 50 pictures from every angle and background so that I could, uh, chose, so that I could choose the one perfect picture. Lately, Nir finds creative ways to avoid me, like going to events with low battery or not responding to my messages. Frankly, I understand him. It is very hard to work with me. Sometimes I also get tired of myself. <laughs> and I remember you once told me how, you know, if he sends you a picture of the end results of a design, you will tell him what to fix and you will expect him to send you new pictures. And, and that process, uh, while it improves immensely the end results, it's also, I'm guessing, uh, pretty, pretty challenging for Nir as well. But I know Nir. Nir is a, a very happy uh, person and it's a very positive one. So I know how, how he is actually, you know, very thankful and appreciative as well. So I want to ask you, you know, you, wh wh what was the story around creating the newborn party balloon decor course? Okay, so um, while I was pregnant with our fourth child about a year and a half ago, I thought that after so many years in the balloon industry, it's only to be expected that uh, we will make a DVD or an online course. Um, the decision about the topic of the course was very easy. Being pregnant again with so many hormones and preparations to the new family member made me think only about babies. I thought that there are not enough sources about baby designs. And since in our business, um, newborn parties designs are very popular, we were quite confident about the theme of the course. After the birth of our baby, Lavi, which started in the middle of a balloon convention in Israel, <laughs> I watched the videos of the course and thought of myself that a pregnant balloon lady that teaches newborn baby designs alongside her husband is quite a good gimmick, don't you think? I think that uh, this is really, uh, it shows how you think, which is to think about the story as well and not just to think about what you can do skill-wise. And so the fact that you were pregnant and decided to do uh, a course on newborn designs is is really interesting, but it also was something that you were passionate about. So you were probably planning in advance and wanting that whenever Lavi is born and that when he's born healthy, he comes to your family and like joins you, um, that he will be able to be accepted with a very nice uh, ceremony and party and also uh, with, with appropriately good-looking balloons. So I, I can definitely see how uh, thinking about it, designing it and everything got you busy and got you to think about more things and except for just being um, uh, anticipating towards uh, the birth of your child. So definitely a good story. And not just a good story, but also a good course. So uh, the designs in them are used by dozens of, um, of students from all around the world, from Australia through Canada to the United States. 
Um, we really listened to what people need. So after launching a beta uh, phase, we also launched this um, for uh, a first round of people and we listened to their feedbacks and we improved uh, the, 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 the videos on uh, like to give more details about structuring of frames and stuff like that. And I have to say that both you and Nir are not just very perfectionist and have high standards of quality of work and precision of work, but you're also very generous in the way that you care and the way that you share uh, additional information. And it's almost as if the students of the course are working in your business and you really want them to be successful. And I appreciate that a lot. Um, I want to ask you though, because you have some business background where you, you, you have, a, I think, a bachelor degree in business right. uh, on top of your design background, yeah? um, which is quite amazing how you managed in the last 10 years to give birth for four kids and do all of the rest and learn and do the bachelor degree. I just take my hat off. Um, but I want to ask you specifically, because of your knowledge, because you had some really amazing successes, what do you feel works for you well in your business on the marketing arena? Okay, marketing plays a great role in our business. It is very interesting to see the changes in the marketing tools throughout the last 10 years. 10 years ago, before the social media and smartphones, we focused on improving our website and doing a good SEO because many clients came through the internet. We also had meetings with clients, which today we almost never do. Uh, we established our Facebook page uh, back on uh, 2012. On those days, Facebook was more, uh, more generous with businesses than now, and almost 100% um, of the followers could see our content. That was amazing. Hundreds of likes on each post, tens of comments, and many shares. Uh, we posted an interesting stuff almost every day. We got many clients for, uh, from Facebook, and it was free. Today, our Facebook pay, uh, page counts over uh, 17,000 followers. But unfortunately, the algorithm of Facebook exposes our content uh, now to less than 10% of our followers. Facebook of today thinks only about money, and that's why we... Um, we use other social media tools like our YouTube channel and our Instagram account. These days, we've got a decision to go back and dedicate more effort and time uh, on our website, which includes a blog and hundreds of pictures. There are so many marketing tools. Every business had to choose the tools that work for him and keep on experimenting new and traditional marketing tools because in 2018, things are changing all the time. You must be aware to the market and to its needs. I can't agree more about, uh, about what you say about marketing. And it's really something that uh, you have to change, you have to listen to what's working. And that, was, that is one of the reasons why I really love the Balloon Artist podcast, uh, not just you know, listening to it, but also doing it and, and, and recording it. It's because I get to meet talented people like you, Avital, that you. Uh, cares about your balloons and you care about the marketing and you really are, you know, together with Nir, uh, you really do... Uh, act as business owners and think strategically and not just looking for, you know, for doing more and more gigs and, but you also strategize it and know how to put money into advertising when needed, but more often than not, just do the hard work of learning what works and doing it. And, okay. and, and that's something that uh, I can also relate to uh, with my balloon artist college hat because we just are having, you know, a lecture. Uh, so by the time you hear this, the lecture was already like three days ago, but for us, it's like uh, in a few days time. Uh, and it's a lecture about Instagram marketing. And uh, of course, uh, Avital, um, you're already uh, invited to join that lecture and uh, sure. with Katie Burns that, that actually does manages to get, to get a lot of leads out of Instagram. And I think that it's really important for us as, as an industry, for people in this industry to work together, to support one another, to help one another, to share information. And that way we can all grow and we can all improve. And more often than none, our real competition 
is not within the industry, but with other alternatives in, deco, in the decor world or in the attractions world or in the event industry, and, um, or, or even not in the same territory. So I, by being a, a part of a community that is online and global, we can actually allow ourselves to share some really cool tactics and secrets of the trade about marketing as well. I totally agree. Avital, you, you juggle, you know, a family of four, uh, a business that you run, that you do all the marketing and new designs that you improve and, and, and create by yourself. And on top of that, you teach, you taught in, in WBC uh, and you teach in the Balloon Artist College. And uh, I, I will also, if you don't mind, release that we are even working on something new for Balloon Artist College uh, with you and with Nir about, about, about Balloon Deco. So I'm really excited about all that you do and uh, in the behalf of, of the college students and on behalf of Balloon Artist Podcast Nation, I just want to tell you, you need to continue and do those things because your designs are just making people happy all over the world. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, where, where should people go if they want to learn more about you? You can get more information on our website, um, which is www.balonir.co.il. Cool. And I will put a link for that on the show notes on the balloonartistpodcast.com website. So you could see that there. I do want to ask you one more thing because I was in WBC just a few years, a few months ago, and you were teaching there with Nir and meeting people that actually were members of the course uh, and also people that followed you for, for a long time. How was that? How, how did that feel? Wow, WBC uh, was an overwhelming experience. We were so honored to be instructors in this amazing event and we enjoyed every minute of it. It was a pleasure to finally meet in person so many talented pe- people from all around the world. It was a pleasure to finally meet in person so many talented people from all around the world that when some of them recognized us and our designs, we were extremely surprised and happy. When Nao Osaka and Kung Lung Ho, the master of the Taiwan team, said that they love our designs, we thought that this is the top. You can beat it. We can admit that we're also fans of many balloon artists that we met in WBC in San Diego. And we were amazed by how uh, humbled and kind everyone were. We can't wait for the next uh, convention. Wow. I can't wait for the next convention too and to see where you go from here. I know that you will do a lot and I will do my best on uh, spotting you through uh, at least uh, the parts that you do in Balloon Artist College because I think that uh, people that are so talented um, uh, should be learned from and should uh, share their ideas and that's what you do guys and I appreciate that thank you again Avital for everything and my best regards for Anir and the kids Zivi I would like to say thank you on behalf of the Balloon Nation and me for your con- contribution to our community with your amazing and free podcast I just love to get to know so many talented and interesting people through your podcast the information, the tips, and the stories behind the artists are precious, so thank you very much. You're so kind. Thank you, too. And see you guys next week on the Balloon Artist Podcast. That was the interview with Avital Schechter, and now we're going to hear an interview with Melissa Scherk from Ontario, Canada. And she has to juggle her own uh, family and in her own uh, style. Her husband is not a balloon artist. She actually needs to do everything by herself. And I think that her tips about marketing will blow your mind. Take a look and a listen to this one. Hello, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. This is Zivi Kivi. And today I'm interviewing Melissa Scherk from Ontario, Canada. Melissa, we had some, some wild experiences in multiple conventions uh, with karaoke and with just hanging out and, and spending time together. And then I got the opportunity to see you walk through. Uh, the Balloon Artist College 21 Day Challenge, where you were a finalist and even won uh, the, the, the challenge, the first challenge of the Balloon Artist College with your uh, balloon creations, which, by the way, um, got full score throughout the 13 designs in those 20 days. How are you, Melissa Shirk? 
I am wonderful. I am keeping busy, that's for sure. And it's so good to be a part of the Balloon Artist Podcast today. Oh, now that you mention it, I just suddenly remember all sorts of experiences like you were definitely uh, the star of the show uh, in a few of the end of season webinars as well. So we go back in our relationship. But uh, Melissa Shirk, um, you also have uh, your own uh, other side, and that is the other side of being a mom and, um, and a decorator from home and all sorts of of hurdles that comes with this very big hat. So I and 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 I allow myself to say that uh, also because of you know the balloons that I can see around you. The people that listen to the podcast they don't see it, but but I see the balloons around you. How how your home is transformed into a balloon palace of some sort and I know how hard it is and how time consuming it is to, to, to do all of those things for you how hard it is so how hard it is for you what, <laughs> what, why well, is it so hard call it <laughs> it's wearing many hats that's really what it is um, I'm a mom so my kids are obviously number one but I do balloon decorating as well as I get out in the community and do balloon twisting. So that's just a portion of the business. Uh, the big part for me is all about scheduling and organization. I really have to schedule out my time to make sure um, that I can do it all. So I want more, more, more about it. That's fascinating. How do you manage your schedule? Give me an example of a day. Okay, so I'll just use today as an example. Why not? Um, I get up every morning between 5.30 and 6 a.m. And I make my children their breakfast and I pack their lunches for school and I get their clothes ready um, so that it's easy for when they wake up. Uh, then they're off on the bus and I come in and I get to work. Um, typically on a Monday, Mondays are sort of my weekly check day. And what that is, is uh, Monday morning after the kids get on the bus, I open up my computer and I take a look at what I have um, in my pipeline for the following week. That way I can make sure that I have everything that I need in stock. Um, and if there's an order that I need to place, I do that Monday mornings. Um, then after all of that, is done, I just pretty much will plug away at balloons, um, or if I don't have any jobs that day, then I focus on housework and running errands and doing all of that sort of thing. I do that through the day, and then the kids come home, and I will make their supper. Typically, I'll have a snack or something ready after school, but then I'll make their supper and take them to any of their classes that they may have because they do karate and swimming and gymnastics and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, then I am mom for the rest of the night. So, you know, like playing games, reading books, doing homework, all of that sort of stuff. And then once they go to bed at night, then I finish up any balloon jobs that I have uh, for the following day. So when exactly do you go to sleep typically? <laughs> I actually do. Um, I go to bed usually like 10, 11 o'clock at night and I'll sleep right until 536. So I get almost eight hours a night. I see. So, um, and, and this is something that you do as a balloon decorator that works from home in Ontario, Canada. Do you have a lot of midweek uh, gigs? Yeah, well, um, today... Uh, the day that we're recording this, anyways, is a Thursday, and you saw my dining room. I've got two columns in there. I have a string of pearl arch. I've got foil numbers. I've got a large helium topiary ball. I have, what else? And then I've got, I think, five, no, seven helium um, arrangements that are all going out the door tonight. So some days um, I may not have anything. But for the most part, I am pretty busy through the week as well. I do a lot of um, corporate stuff, and I find that they're usually through the week. I want to ask you, if you don't mind talking a bit about 
marketing okay. because, because you're so busy um, mm -hmm. to to actually do all the work and all the stuff that you do as a mom which is is wonderful some of the things I do as a dad as well but still you you do more <laughs> than than what I uh, have to do and, and so what do you think like how much time do you have left for marketing Well, I do take time um, through the day. Obviously, even if I'm doing balloons in the day, I do have to take breaks to eat, right? To, you know, take care of myself. But I do, um, as far as marketing goes, I don't really proactively solicit a whole lot at this stage in the game. And the only reason I say that is that I do fully intend to um, proactively solicit business. However, my children... are at an age that they cannot be left at home alone. I have a six-year-old and a seven-year-old, and my son has autism, so he has special needs. Um, so I'm not comfortable taking on a lot of um, extra business right now. Once they're at an age where they're a little bit older and a little bit more self-reliant, then at that point, I'll definitely be doing more on the marketing end. For right now, what I tend to do um, is I offer different, different promotions and different incentives to people um, for booking me for their birthday parties. Um, for the balloon twisting side of things, I offer a pre-made um, birthday creation for the birthday child. This is something that I believe you do as well. You tend to bring something extra for the birthday kid. Um, but where I live, If a balloon twister is going to a party, they're just usually showing up and twisting a couple balloons. So by giving them a little something extra, I'm able to get more bookings. Do you also um, spend time on paid marketing, like advertising on Google AdWords or something of that sort? You know what? I've actually tried boosting my posts on Facebook. where I pay money to boost my post. But to be completely honest, I haven't really seen that much come out of it. I, I get it. I get it totally. Um, and and, and uh, like just boosting a post by itself without uh, like an entire budget saved for it and all sorts of trial and error, like three different boosts, every week with different audiences and different angles. It takes so much effort to find a unicorn post and then put all the money in there and, and get some leads out of it. So I, I, I get it when you say that uh, it's hard to take something out of it except for maybe see some likes, which is nothing. So, um, but, but still, you, you're reasonably re busy. I imagine that there's something there happening. Oh, yeah. Well, one thing that um, I think is really important in any business, the best marketing is your customers. So it's important that when you know that you have done a good job or you know that that customer is just amazed at the balloon that you've created for them, don't be afraid to ask and say to them, you know what? You appreciate this so much. Tell your friends. Tell your friends about this. Take pictures of it and tag me in them if you don't mind. Tag my business, Balloon in a Box Canada, on Facebook. Um, not only that, but if you see other people posting in different groups that maybe I'm not a part of, um, you know, I'm in search of somebody to make me some Princess Poppy balloon sculpture. Tag me in that, you know, let them, let these people know what I have done for you. That's nice. And I, I remember back when we discussed uh, some time ago about, you had some, some very creative idea about uh, like a money back program. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's an incentive program that me... And the wonderful, amazing Sherry Rankin from 
Just Baskets in Balloon Decor in Sarnia, Ontario, came up with uh, together. And what it is, is it's based on what people are spending. So they can get their supporters to order from us. And in return, they get a little bit back. Sort of a win-win-win situation, if you will. And uh, this is a concept that on, in general, in business, it's been done uh, in many, many situations. Like there's, oh, there's companies that grew from uh, all sorts of viral campaigns like that uh, very fast. And in the balloon industry, of course, uh, there's all sorts of variations of that too uh, that were tried uh, before. But what I liked about your uh, way of doing this is how it can help you respond to a request for a donation. So can you tell me like, what is the scenario? How would you respond when a school will call you and tell you, we're having this event, uh, will you be willing to make some balloons for free for our event? What do you do then? Okay. So there's a couple of different things that I have tried. Um, what I'm finding is working right now is saying to them, um, you know, get involved with our program. And, you know, for this time around, it's going to cost this much. But if you get involved in our program today, you know, you may have extra money for this event next year where we're then going to be able to donate. Um, another thing that I have done in the past is um, use a form where I say to them, you know, not all of our donation requests are approved. You have to fill out this form and then we will review it. Um, but what's nice about doing it that way is you can get a little bit more information from the school or the, the non-for-profit organization where you put right on the form who is actually donating their time. So they have to list those people. Um, or you could put right on the form um, who, who are you paying to be there, you know, so that you have that information before you make a decision. I know some people um, feel very strongly about giving their time to, to charities, and that's a personal, a personal choice. For me, I feel like if these people could do it themselves, they would, right? Um, and I have given my time in the past, and I've seen nothing come out of it from a business perspective. So it's important that whatever you decide to do, you're going to be making money back. And that's what I like about our program is that they have to be spending money. They have to be ordering from me through the year to be able to get essentially free to them balloon decor the following year. I, I love it. And I couldn't uh, agree more about working for free. Usually working for free provides more opportunities for free work. Bingo. Uh, but I have to, I have to go even deeper like uh, let's do a simulation here and i'm a school owner and i call you and you say yes you can join the program you basically you pay for this decor today this year but then you can accumulate like money uh, oh yeah into your account so so oh i'm excited tell me more how can i accumulate money into my account for the future events what okay, do i need well, to do what do i need to do Sure. Basically, um, if you're a school, it's really easy because you've got all of the parents' email addresses already. So all you need to do is literally send out a mass email, maybe once a month, um, just as a little reminder. Send out an email and it says, buy your balloons from Balloon in a Box Canada and make sure you tell them um, that you want it to go back to the school. So it's not 100% of that sale, obviously. We just take a, a very small percentage and then just set it aside. So like if you bought, say, a $30 something or other for your kid's birthday party, I would take three bucks of that and set it aside. And I just keep a running total through the year, right? Mm -hmm. So then when they come to me the following year and say, I need graduation decor. I can simply say, well, let's see how much has been accumulated in your account. 
And, and it, it's also a great opportunity to upsell because say they've got, I don't know, 200 in their account. Well, that's fine and dandy, but do you really want to do only 200? No, you don't. So you can say to them at that point, um, well, you know what? I would recommend based on the size of the space or based on, you know, whatever they tell you their needs are, based on the fact you want an entrance, based on the fact you want table centerpieces, I would recommend this, 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 this. All of a sudden, I'm up to, you know, $600. And we'll just take that 200 off and look at that. You have saved $200 and now you only have this much left. So you're, you're still able to get sales that way on top. But um, when they see the savings, it makes more sense for them to be booking their business through you. That actually creates a loyal customer. Oh, absolutely. And then they see what you build. Um, you know, you can also, in that type of a program, If you're, giving, if you're giving them balloon decor, brand your balloon decor. You know, you're, you're giving it to them anyways. They haven't actually had to pay for it. So why not throw a couple of balloons in there in the mix that have your logo right on it? Everybody is seeing your company name as well. And, um, you know, hopefully they'll continue to book their personal stuff through you too. I love it. It's taking, it's taking a situation which used to be uh, a bad situation for us, like an annoying situation. We need to tell them, no, we're not going to give you our services for free or our balloons for free. But then you win at the, at the, the very same event when they book you. And then yeah. you win when they uh, promote you to, their, uh, to, the, to, the, to the kids of the school and their parents. Um, and then after that, Uh, you even uh, so get a, an extra future gig and in that future gig with your uh, discounted balloons or even free balloons if they've accumulated enough money, you can even put your marketing there too. So Absolutely. And then you have the snowball effect on top of that because when they, the people that are there see your branding, they call you and then it starts all over again where as soon as you do a job for them, you say, you know what, I need you to show your friends this. I need you to post this on Facebook. I need you to recommend my services. And you just get more and more and more. Wow. Uh, I have to emphasize this to all of you guys that listen to this. This is an important tactic that you need to be aware of. This is something that you need to experiment with, with when people are asking you to donate your time. A money-back program. And then if they talk about you and the, they get people to buy more balloons from you, you put a percentage of that back into their account. How do you manage that? Is, is oh, that with, with a spreadsheet or something? It's just a simple, it's just a simple Excel spreadsheet because you can just keep adding, adding to it super easy. And then you see the totals right at the bottom. I'm old school though. Like I, I prefer to use software like Excel or Microsoft Word. You know, a lot of people use the, a lot of different things, but for me, that's what works for me. Yeah, easy. It works. Why not? Um, And, and I think that it's really important that people will, will talk about these type of things because this is the type of, of, of tricks and tactics that protect the industry, that helps people actually, uh, you know, uh, make a living from this, this art form and this industry of decorating with balloons. And I, I imagine that it is also useful for hiring you for, for entertainment with balloons as well, for twisting. And I really, I really appreciate that. Um, you're going to float. You bet. Next year, I'm going to float too. And I'm this super is excited. Me too. And uh, this is going to be, uh, is this going to be the first time that you compete? Uh, no, I competed actually um, my first time ever going. Uh, I was, yeah, my first convention ever was actually float. And I decided if I was going to go and spend all that money to get there, 
you bet I was going to compete, you know, just to, just to see it was pretty, it was a, it was a good experience. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, you pretty much win any competition in balloon artist college that you enter <laughs> and, and, and rumors say on Facebook that also when there was a, like a Scott trip, Sam Kermin's event, uh, was, was that in Chicago? Uh, no, I went to the one in Detroit. In Detroit. And then uh, that, that, that was a win too, again. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You also won some, something for float too, isn't it? Um, like, no, I did not. I, you know what? Like I said, it was my first convention ever, so I really didn't know what to expect. What I did get was I was simply eligible to win for the designer of the year because I went in so many different competitions. Obviously mm -hmm. I did it. And the person that won was Edward and you know, he's absolutely amazing. He totally deserved. He definitely deserved it. It was, it was awesome. And, uh, and that was that in 2015. Let me think here. Uh, when's the next one? 2019. 19. Oh, it would have been 2017. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was when, when we met. Uh, cool. So definitely, um, would you recommend uh, competing? Absolutely not. Do not compete at all because then I have a better chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> I love it no, with you. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a lot of fun and you can really push yourself creatively. So I say, why not? What have you got to lose? Yeah, I, I always think that uh, competitions are only uh, a competition between you and yourself. And uh, you go there to challenge yourself and challenges are an amazing way to grow as an artist and also, dare I say, as a business. And, uh, and, and I'm actually working on a 21-day challenge for Balloon Artist College that will be business oriented. So that was like a, an exclusive um, uh, announcement right here that, uh, that uh, I didn't even plan to share, but it's something that the, the way that you challenge yourself in so many ways to be doing what you love and to improve, uh, that is just inspiring. Melissa um, Shirk, I want to give you an opportunity to tell people like if they want to follow you around and see what you do and be impressed like I am impressed with your very accurate walk where should they go oh thank you so much well I'm always on Facebook that's probably the number one place um, you can actually just look up balloon in a box Canada don't forget the Canada though or you might end up somewhere in the UK <laughs> Uh, that's probably the best place or you can feel free to just browse around my website, which is www.balloonandaboxcanada.com Or if you ever want to reach out to me, you can uh, like I said reach out through Facebook or shoot me an email if you want to info at balloonandaboxcanada.com And I will put a link to balloonandaboxcanada.com Awesome. In, in the show notes. So you can also just go to balloonartistpodcast.com and check up uh, this today's chapter. And uh, I hope that, uh, Melissa, you, like if, if you hear this and you're going to float, go and shake Melissa's hand and tell her that uh, she's inspiring because she, she, she is, she's an awesome uh, human being. And you might even hear her sing in the karaoke who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll do a duet. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so thank you so much, Melissa, for your friendship and for, for everything that you do to, to push the balloon skills of your own, to push the balloon industry, to care for sharing stories like yourself. And I hope that uh, we'll meet soon in a jam session in the Balloon Artist College. That would be wonderful. And thank you so much for having me, Sivi. Um, if I am lucky enough to be allowed to come back and talk again at another time, I think uh, I would definitely like to share another little 
trick with you guys um, that I call two cubed. And it's all about customer follow-up. Can you say again the two cube? Two what? Cubed. Two cubed. Because uh, number two, it, see, I'm a bit of a, a nerd. Um, the number two is actually in it um, on three different things. So I call it two cubed. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Mm, now we're curious. Now you got to pay, you got to watch. Maybe, gotta maybe we should do, <laughs> maybe we should do a bonus webinar about it for Balloon Artist College. You know what? Why not? That's actually a good idea. Let's do it then. Let's do it. So if you're listening to this and you are a Balloon Artist College member, you are in for surprise because you're going to learn the two cubed system by Melissa Shirk. And because I, I know you already and, and how thorough you are with everything, you're a perfectionist. You're a true perfectionist. And yeah. <laughs> I, I just know it will be fascinating. I love these type of things. Thank you again, Melissa Shirk. And... Thank you guys for listening for the Balloon Artist Podcast. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this double interview with two different moms from two different locations all around the world. And they both leave the, the hassle of being a balloon decorator and being a mom and caring for their business. You can really hear in their voice how much passionate they are with promoting their balloon business. Um, I have uh, enjoyed preparing this for you guys and I hope you've enjoyed listening. See you next week on Balloon Artist Podcast. Hey there, Balloon Artist Podcast Nation. Zivi Kivi here on Season 6, Chapter 12. And today, instead of a tip, I have a favor to ask. I need your help. Um, I want more people to know about Balloon Artist Podcast. And lately, I've seen uh, a little bit of a decrease in people sharing the link for balloonartistpodcast.com. And actually, uh, this is really important for us as a community to let people know, and especially today, because the message today about the, the money back program um, that Melissa Shirk mentioned, people need to hear that type of tactics. They need to listen to this. They need to know that they can do more with their business with some special easy to implement tactics like the money back program. If you need any help with implementing this program in your business, just go to the Balloon Artist Facebook group and ask some questions and both Melissa and me would be happy to help you. Um, if you want to hear Melissa on her like bonus webinar that she will explain her tactic, you can check it out. You know, we have a membership site. It's called balloonartistcollege.com. And in our membership, we have tons and tons of content that helps balloon people. But for now, all I'm asking you is really simple. If you are listening to this tip section and you know the tip section and you're listening for this podcast for so long and you love it, please go to Facebook and wherever you want to write down balloonartistpodcast.com, give a word or two about why people should listen to it. It means the world for me. Thank you so much in advance.